You're listening to the Daily Dose of Grace. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Hope you have an amazing day, evening, night, whenever you listen to this, and I hope your day is going great. Yeah, so I'm not sure how I feel about doing this episode, if I'm honest. I feel a bit like like worried, I guess would be a good word. Um just about this i'm not really sure why i have i think it could be because of the topic itself because i know that i can like when i think about this topic this this has been like like something that i've been pondering on a lot recently and you know praying over too and i think it really does speak into a lot of people but it's also like a hard truth and i think that's the reason why i feel a bit nervous making it and i was like god like because like there's nothing that's changed between like the preparation because then i was like oh, wait is it because i'm i feel unprepared but i'm like there's nothing that changes from this week's epi- this episode to like last week's episode to the week before that to the week before that like nothing actually like in the sense of preparation has changed but what has changed is the topic <laughs> obviously um but i yeah i think it's just it needs to be said and like the lord has put this on my heart recently a lot and i think the fact that it needs to be said and that the lord will use this for his glory whatever way that might be is why i might feel a bit uneasy but if i don't feel yeah because like if if it's not of god then you won't see this <laughs> so anyways yeah i'm excited for this episode <laughs> um but it's gonna be a good one it's basically a call to holy living um so i'm gonna pray before we open up the word of god we're reading from first peter chapter one if you want to get your bibles so Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to sit down and to do this episode, Lord. I thank you for how you have um, aligned everything in my day today to be able to do this right now. Um, Father, I pray that you calm my 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 mind, calm my thoughts, and um, just allow me to speak from what you have shown to me, what you've told me, but what your word says ultimately, Lord, what you call us to do, what your obedience to you means, Lord. I pray that everything that I say is of you, it's glorifying to you, and it's for your glory. Um, and anything that's not of you may not be said may it pass by like the wind and um yeah father i just pray that um you will be glorified and lord may this convict the listener may they really have their ears opened their hearts ready to receive and if it's for them lord convict them but also let them remind them let, let you remind them that you are not a god who is full of condemnation Father, there is no condemnation found in those who in Christ Jesus. But I pray that the conviction that they feel will lead to repentance. Because godly sorrow leads to repentance. So I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. <sighs> okay, let's go. So we're in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. So I'm going to read it all for context. This is the NLT version, by the way. And, um, and then we won't dive deep into each of them. Because, yeah, we'll just kind of like summarize it. But we'll read it first. So 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. So... Prepare your hearts for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do. Just as God who chose you who chose you to is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. For you know that God, God that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it, it not, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. 
God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now, in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God. And you have placed your faith and hope in God because you because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sin when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you will, you have been born again, but not to a life that will, that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty, beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flowers fade but the word of god remains forever and that word is the good news that was preached to you amen so even though even in verse in chapter four it goes on to talk about so get rid of all evil behavior be done with all deceit hypocrisy jealousy and all kind unkind speech like newborn babies you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation um yeah so this is actually kind of related to um, the post that I post on my IG, so if you are not following me on my Instagram, it is at Daily Dose of Grace Podcast. And so let's give a bit of backstory onto this. So one night I was, I couldn't sleep and I was tossing and turning. And then all of a sudden, like this is 1 a.m. I think, I'm going to check my notes now. But at like 1 a.m., the Lord just gives me this, like this revelation. He gives me, he gives me this, what I posted basically. So um, yeah, this was at half one in the morning. And if you know me, I am in bed by 10.30. Like, this is the time when I'm in bed at 10.30, sleeping at 10.30, right? So the fact that I was up until half one, I was like, oh, what is going on? I remember I, I, I was listening to this thing and it just, like, it just changed my perspective on, like, times when it's like this. So, like, when I cannot sleep, clearly God wants to say something to me because the whole world is quiet. Everybody's quiet. There's no distraction. So then in that moment, I'm like Samuel in, ba- in bed. And I'm like, here I am, Lord. I'm just waiting for him to speak whatever he wants to say. And this is what he said. So that was where this post came from. And you know what? Like, it took me quite a few days to post it, to actually post it. Because I was, again, feeling that little anxious, like, thoughts and worries. Because it really does speak, like, the hard truth. Because a lot of people are living like this. So go go follow me on Instagram and see that post if you want more, like, information on what that was. But basically, it was me talking about how people are living for themselves. People who claim to be Christians are living for themselves. You're not living for God. You're living for yourself. You're not obeying God's commandments. You're not staying in, in his perfect law. You're not um, wanting to abide in him. You're not wanting to seek after him. You're not wanting to do the things that his will is asking you to do. You're not wanting to do his will. You want to do your own will. That is what you're doing. You're living for yourself. You're not living for God. And you know, like, st- your, even your fruits, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You're not producing any of that fruit. As it says in Matthew, when you're, when it's talking about the false prophets, um, you can tell um, them by their fruit. You can, you can pick out who's the false prophets, who are actually of God and who are not by their fruits. And that should be the same with us. As a Christian, what does it mean to be a Christian? It means to understand the good news as it talks about here. The word is the good news that was preached to you. To understand the good news, to understand what Jesus has done for you. That Jesus, that God... Sorry. <laughs> getting a bit carried away myself. Um, but God, it says it here, that he chose to save, to send his son even before the world began. Verse 20. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these days, last days, he's been revealed for your sake. So even before the world began, as we read in Genesis chapter 2, I talked about this last week in the last episode, that God already had the plan already made. It's not that, oh, Eve, Adam and Eve ate that fruit and then all of a sudden God is 
God is making this new plan B. No, this was the plan from the beginning, from the get-go. Like, God knew what he was doing. He was always going to send Jesus because he loves you. He loves you and he wants to have the relationship with you. And he knew that we are sinful people, that we have, we, he gives us the choice. We're not robots. He gives us the choice to decide if we want to do good or we want to do evil. If we want to do um, his way or our way. You know, if we want to do um, what he calls us to do or if we want to do what the devil wants us to do, which is not listen to what God wants us to do. So if you're not doing what God wants you to do, you're doing what the devil wants you to do, what the enemy wants you to do. Point blank, simple. It's either good or evil. God or not God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he always had the plan for you to come to this earth and to die the cr on the cross for your sin. And out of that, like, it's so funny. My friend is like, oh yeah, out of the, out of the gratitude of the heart. Because I always say this, because it's true. Out of the love, out of the the gratefulness that you know what Jesus has done for you, and out of the love and out of the gratitude that you understand that he has died for you, that you cannot go to heaven without Jesus. You cannot live a good life without Jesus because he is God. That you want to live for him. You want to serve him. You want to do his will. You want to be in his presence. It's out of that, out of the love, out of, out of the gratitude of your heart that you do all of this stuff. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, it's out of that place that you want to do all of this stuff, right? So if you are doing your works out of obedience, out of love, because you're aware of what he's done for you, then if you're not, then are you really aware? And do you actually understand what Jesus has done for you? Do you genuinely understand the free gift that he gives you? Do you understand that you are a sinner? Do you understand that you cannot live this life without God? Because if you don't, then all of your actions make sense. But if you do, none of your actions make sense. Because let's go back to this, 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 this passage. It's saying that we should prepare our minds for action and exercise self-control. Self-control is one of the fruits of the spirits, right? Spirit, sorry. And we put all of our hope in the salvation that that has been revealed to us because of Jesus Christ. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. Before you came to know Jesus, you were satisfying yourself. You were satisfying your flesh. You were doing what you wanted to do, what you thought was good, what you thought was best for you. That's the whole reason. But now that you are now understood the salvation that Jesus has given you, then you now want to live as God's obedient children. You want to do the will of your father. And it's saying, don't slip back into your old ways of living. So if you are claiming to be a Christian, but there's no change between you as your old self and you as your new self, because it says we are a new creation. Once you give your life to Jesus, you're a new creation. If there's no difference, you need to check your heart. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. You need to check your heart. You need to check if you truly are saved. If you truly, not, yeah, if you truly have understood the gospel, because that is such a a, a news, a wonderful news, good, this is the good news. If you understand that, it should change you. It should impact you. It should change your heart. If you see no change, okay, and then also, let's not get this twisted, right? So this change is gradual, right? We're constantly living a life of perfect, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God, Second Corinthians chapter seven. We are constantly going to be, we're constantly being renewed and we're constantly growing and we're constantly walking with Christ until we get to heaven. That is when we're going to be the perfect bride. Until that, we're walking towards that. And yes, sometimes you look at yourself and you're like, wait, am I really like changing? Am I really being refined by God? Like this change is so slow because God, God, God is a God of a slow cooker. So our change in our process is a slow process, but you should be able to see the difference between you. 
And yes, if you're a new Christian, it's it's a little bit different because it's a, it's a it's it's such a short period of time. But you now understand that oh, I don't want to do this stuff because I have Jesus. I'm I know I now know that I'm not satisfied by my works. I'm no longer valued by my my grades, my achievements, my hard work, what I do for other people, all of this stuff. Like one of those stuff, you understand, or however the Lord convicted you, you now understand that you no longer have to live that way because Jesus, because Jesus is the answer. And you're aware of that, and then now you're changing. So that's already one change. You should see that change in you. Or someone else should see that change in you. But as a follower of Jesus, you're constantly growing and being refined by Him. By Him. For Him. You can't do this by yourself. If you're doing it by yourself, you're not doing it for God. He's the one who changes you. He's the one who molds you. He's the one who crafts you into the perfect child of God that He has destined you to be. You are a child of God before anything else. So yeah, don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. There we go. Don't slip back into your old ways to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as the Lord, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. That was in the Old Testament that he said that. So don't slip back into your old ways of living. Don't. And yes, we do this all the time. I'm struggling right now. And I'm constantly asking the Lord for forgiveness every single day because I am fallen. We are sinful. We are living in a sinful world. And we are constantly wanting to grow to be more like Jesus. Yes. And we will be tempted. We will um, fall back. And that's where grace comes in. That's where God's mercy that's new every single morning comes in for you. Right? But we should not be purposefully living the same way as we did. Because the good news has impacted us so much that we don't want to live the same way. We want to do things that are pleasing and holy to God. We don't want to do things that um, we know upset God. We, we don't want to do things that literally are hanging Jesus back onto the cross again. We don't want to do things that we are the ones who are nailing the, the, the nail back into his, his hand and his feet. We don't want to do that. Yes, we do it, but we are repentant of that. We recognize it and we're like, God, I'm sorry. Like, oh, again, I do this again. Like, we're constantly going back to, we're constantly going back to God. Like, even that recognize, um, that, the fact that you can recognize that wow, I'm so sinful, I'm doing this again, and I know this is not of God, like, why am I struggling with this again? You know, that is God giving you that desire to please Him. Whereas, what this is talking about, it's talking about just accepting Jesus, being like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, this is my sticker, and then that being it. Like, I want to, okay, let me, let me do like a little demonstration here. And I feel like I talk about this topic so often because I feel like so many of us are, are living like this. We live like this. We say, yes, can you read that? Christian. Yes, I'm a Christian. That's it. That's it. That's what, It's all a title for you. It's just a name tag for you. It means nothing. It's just an outward appearance. You're just saying, hey, I'm a Christian. Like, what does that mean? Nothing to you. You're not a Christian. You're a in. Ian, if you want to say. You're not a Christian. You're not, you're an in because... You're, oh, you're in. You know why? Because Christ is not in you. You are a, a I am. <laughs> in. <laughs> I am. Okay, you are a I am. You're a I. You're a I, right? What's the, what's the first letter in this? I. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's not about Christ. You're taking out the Christ in Christian and you're making about you. You're an Ian. You're not a Christian. You're an Ian. We're not called to be Ian's, we're called to be a Christian. Christian is Christ. Who's first? 
Christ. If you take out Christ, is it a Christian? No, it's an in. It's an I. It's a you. It's your sinful self. It's your sinful desires. It's your sinful flesh. You're not a Christian. You have to have God first. God is first in the order of the word. God is first in your life. God and God. For God you do everything. For God's glory. For his purpose. For God and for God alone. Let's not be this, guys. Let's not just be a title. Let's be a Christian inside. Okay, remove the Ian. The Ian. Let's be a Christian inside. Let it impact your heart. Let it be an outflow. That's what we want it to be, an outflow. Because we understand that Christ... I should write another one. Let's not cross Christ out, should we? A lot of people, I've heard, that a lot of people don't like to say that they're Christian because of the connotation that comes with it. It's because there's too much Ian's and not about not enough Christians. There's a difference, guys. Oh, well, sorry. This is what God is calling us to. Himself. That's what he's calling us to. Not to ourselves, but to himself. Focus. He's calling us to himself, not to ourselves. We're not called to be ourselves. Okay. What am I saying now? <laughs> I've gone off the rails. Okay, let's go back to scripture because that's... So why do we do this? Why do we want to be... Christ followers because we're aware of what he's done so remember that the, the heavenly father to whom you pray has oh, um, so you must live in reverend fear of him because during your time here as temporary residents we are here on a temporary mission we are aliens in this world we're in the world but not of it for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from your empty life your empty life that you inherited from your ancestors this life without this Ian life this Ian life is empty it's empty life without Christ you know why because Jesus is the light he is life I am the way the truth and the life John chapter 14 in John chapter 1 he is the life that that create he's the life that creates light so without Christ we have no life we have no light he is the one who also created life Genesis chapter two, Genesis chapter 1 I can never remember if it's 1 2 or 3 anyways Genesis chapter 1 to 3 He's the one who created... No, Genesis chapter 1, sorry. In, in the beginning, he... <laughs> in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> this is Genesis chapter 3. Genesis 3 is this ball. What are you chatting, Grace? Anyway, sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. What is this episode? Guys, I just... My heart is ultimately... Stop living for yourself. Live for God. Stop saying that you're... Stop saying you're a Christian when you're living for yourself. You're an Ian. Stop saying you're a Christian if you don't even have Christ in your life. You're not doing anything for the benefit of him. And again, I'm saying this. We are fallen people. Yes, we are Christians. And we're con continuously being renewed and transformed. Because we know that we cannot do it without Christ. The whole purpose is Christ, guys. If we don't have Christ, then we're nothing. The whole reason is that we, are, we fall short of the glory of God's standard. We cannot reach his standard. That's why we need Christ. He's the only one who will sustain us. He's the only one who, who, who gives us safety and protection. The only one who's able to get us to heaven. And out of that, that is why we live. That is why we want to be more holy. That's why we want to be more blameless in his sight. Because he loves us and because we love him. We do it out of love. not And out of the care and obedience of that. Not out of to get to heaven. Because that is a false prop. That's a false gospel. We can't do anything to get to heaven. None of our good works are good enough. <laughs> They're not even good. Our, our best our best good works is filthy rags to, to God. Like there's nothing that we can actually do to, to earn our salvation. Because it's not about us. Like it said in verse 20. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. Because we never were able to reach it in the first place. 
Guys, there's nothing that we can do. We are now cleansed from your sins when you obey the truth. Verse 22. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply within your heart. For you have been born again, and not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. So now we are a new creation. Now our new life is eternal because it's from the living word of God. It's the gospel. Guys, stop living for yourself. Friends, stop living for yourself. Stop, stop wearing, stop wearing the, the title of, of Christian and thinking that that will give you like the pleasures or satisfaction or the, the title. It's not about the title, it's about God. It's about being in his presence. It's about getting to know him deeper as your father, as your friend, as your king, as your creator, the one who made you, who says that you're fearfully wonderfully made, who chose you before the world even began, who knitted you in your mother's womb, who loves you dearly, who wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to. He wants to dwell with you. He wants to be in your. He wants you to be in his presence because he knows that his presence is good. He knows that his presence is lovely. He knows that his presence is where you can thrive the best. He knows because he is it. He is life. He is good. He is the one who satisfies all your needs. This is who he is. This is who he wants to give himself to you. He's waiting for you. It's not about you. It's not about the title. It's not about. Anything is just about him. It's about him. And in this world, we're constantly like, now, oh, what can I, what can I, 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 it's all, it's going back to the Ian. We're all Ian's. It's not about us, it's about him. Worship isn't about us, it's about him. Oh, worship isn't about us, it's about him. That's another episode topic for another day. That's something also something God's been, t been really teaching me. He calls us to himself. He says, come, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Go out to the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to all nations. Why? Because you're aware of the good news. Because he has called you to himself. And because out of that, just like the Samaritan woman at the well, you want to tell everybody. You're so amazed by what who this, who this Jesus is. Like he says, come and see and taste. And because you've tasted it, the sweetness of it, you want to share it with everybody. You want to live this life for him because you know what your life is without him. Life is so much sweeter with Jesus. Friends, he calls us to a holy living, to a holy life because he himself is holy. He wants us to be the rep, we are the ambassadors of him. He wants us to be the representatives, representatives of him. We are the representative, we are representing him in this world. We are the light of the world, salt of this world. Why are you doing the things you're doing? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? Why are you, why are you, why are you hanging out with those people um, that are not uplifting or encouraging you in your walk of faith? Why are you going out to that place every night, every Friday night? Why are you singing those songs that glorify nothing but your sinful desires? Why are you, why are you gossiping? Why are you being selfish? Why are you stealing? Why are you, why are you doing the things that you're doing? Why are you indulging in those things that are just not of God? Why are you watching the things that are not of God? It feels good in the moment. And then afterwards, afterwards, how do you feel? Empty. It's an empty life, friends, without Jesus. He's the one who fulfills you. And if you are brave enough to wear the Christ sticker, then you're aware of that. You're aware of what he offers. So why, don't, why are you still running away from him? 
Why are you running away from him? Why are you not living the way that he's asking you to live? Where he's calling you to live? Because he does everything for the benefit of us. He, he does it for our good. He knows what's good for you. Friend, just look at your life. Look at your life. You may feel everybody around you. You may serve at church. You may be the one that everybody always runs to to ask questions because you know where everything is in church. You know what to do at church. You know how to serve. You know X, Y, Z. But if you are not before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, if you're not giving yourself as a living sacrifice to Him, if your service to the church is not for service for God, it's void. It's meaningless. Vanity. It means nothing. It means nothing. You're doing it for nothing. You're doing it for yourself. And there, there you go. There's your own round of applause for yourself. You're getting your own. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. James chapter 4, verse 6. God gives his grace generously. God is a generous God. Guys, run to Jesus. Evaluate your life. Think like evaluate your life. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? See, see, like, are you really doing it for God? Are you really saying, like, here I am, Lord, send me? Whatever I do, whether I eat or drink or serve in church or sing and worship or 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 study hard, I'm doing it for your glory, God, and not mine. Are you truly doing it out of the gratitude of your heart because you know what Jesus has done for you? Or are you doing it for yourself? Friends, stop being Ian's. Be Christians. Christ first. Christ above all things. Matthew chapter 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Love God first. Love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. It's because you love God that you're able to love people. It's because you love God that you're able to serve. It's because of the, your love. For, it's because that you love God that you are able to give and devote your time wholeheartedly to these things, to serve, to volunteer, to, to be a good friend, to all of these things. Don't take God out of the, don't take Jesus out of the equation. Don't take Jesus out of the equation. I hope this convicted you. I hope this spoke right into your situation. Father, I just come before you. Father, I just know that, number one, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are the God who chose us from the beginning. You are the God who already had a plan to save us from the beginning, even before, the, the, before sin entered the world, that you already knew exactly what you are going to do, Lord. I thank you that you are gracious and you are merciful and you are patient, Father, that you are patient with us, that you waited and you, you pursued us even though we do not deserve it at all. Father, I pray that out of that recogniz recon recognizing that we don't deserve this at all, that we are no way good enough for you, but you still choose us to yourself. And because you give us the grace, you give us the gift that we don't deserve at all, and you give us the mercy that you give us the things grace that you give us the things that we don't deserve and also you, you don't give us the things that we do deserve which is death which is death on the cross it's a life punishment you don't give us to us lord i just pray out of the gratitude of our heart and the love that we have now because you give us the love 
that we are able to walk according to you, that we want to do everything to please you. We want to live this life to please you, to be holy to you. But first and foremost, we want to come to you, Father. We want to come to you. We want to come before before the cross and lay all of our sins down right there. And thank you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the sacrifice that you've given to us. Thank you, Father. We come before you as we come before our King of Kings, the Lord of all. And we say, Father, I want to be used for you. Father, I come before you because I know I am your child. I know that you have chosen me and I thank you for that. I want to get to know you deeper. I want to love you deeper. Father, I pray that you give us the desire to love and know you deeper. Father, I pray that you 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 give us the heart after you, that you, you give us the desire to seek after you. Father, I pray that we seek after your kingdom. We seek after your righteousness. And the righteousness, we want to we want to continuously continuously do things for you, continuously come before you, continuously want to read more about you, continuously want to, to stand before you be in your presence father because that's the best place where we can be be at the feet of jesus because that's the only place where i know i will find my safety i know where i'll find my worth where i'll find my value nothing else in this world will ever satisfy me lord because you are the one who satisfies me you are the one who fulfills all my desires all my deepest deepest desires are only found in you and i thank you that you allow me to be able to find you because you say those who will seek you will find you and i thank you that we have found you father Lord, I pray for our hearts. I pray that we just will come before you and say, Father, I've not been living for you at all. I've taken you out of the equation. I've crumbled your name and I've joined in the bin. I've been living for myself. I've been hiding behind this false title of being a Christian. But Father, I'm not a Christian because I'm not putting you first, Lord. I just pray that I thank you for your, 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 your forgiveness. I'm sorry, Lord, that we do this over and over again, Lord. But I pray that this repentance will continuously be on our minds that we'll continuously look ask you to show us our sinful self so that we can come before you and repent and then out of that go and proclaim the goodness of you because it's for your glory and for your name that we do everything father i pray that after this episode is no longer about ourselves it's no longer about seeking first our kingdom no longer about seeking first our desires no longer about seeking first what i want to do but it's about you it's all about you it's always about being about you and forever will be about you father i pray that we will have that mindset in our heads in our minds in our hearts we will want to do everything to seek you first to come before you and to love you and to get to know you and grow in our relationship with you deeper and out of that, out of the outflow of our love, we will be living holy and pleasing. Because how can we be so close to holy God and not be transformed by you? You say in your word that you will transform us, you will renew us, you will bring us through the dark valleys, and that we will be with you with all in all things. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for your promise. And I have confidence that you will fulfill that because you are the truth. And in your word does not come back void. In your word, it is true and it will come back um, to pass. Your word will come to pass. So Father, I thank you for this episode. I thank you for how you're going to use it. I thank you for the listener. I pray that you just have really convicted them, Lord, and that from now on, they no longer say that they're a Christian because it's their parents' faith. They're no longer a Christian because of that one time they went to church or whatever, but they are a Christian because they understand the gospel. They understand what you have done. And because of the outflow of the love that they have for you, that they serve you and they want to please you. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.